now. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the one and the only Duncan Trussell, David Savage, my friend Melissa Bright joining us up here on stage as well. Welcome to Club Pod, and we are having a good old time here in Clubhouse. Man, I got to tell you, this uh, this has become my new home, <laughs> much to much to my wife's and I think my family's chagrin. So I got to figure out how to. How, I think I'm going to start a second club, Melissa. It's going to be called Club Anon. Like that's uh, I think that's going to be my next club. I'm going to start here. All right, let's uh, let's jump straight into it because I want to be respectful, obviously, for Duncan's time and David's time. And David, you actually asked us to put this together, man. So let me uh, let me ask you to unmute yourself and bring uh, bring yourself front and center here. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then uh, I want to give you the opportunity to actually do uh, invite the uh, and introduce the man of the hour here, Duncan. So, David, why don't you go ahead and un- unmute yourself, man, and uh, introduce uh, yourself and Duncan to the rest of us, please. Well, first, Steve and Melissa, thank you so much for hosting. Uh, quick introduction on me: um, for the last uh, six, five something years, I have been calling myself an empath. And I define an empath as somebody who can feel other people's feelings, which I know a lot of people in the audience can relate to. Uh, And a couple of years ago, a mutual friend of Duncan and mine named Mitch introduced us. And I was telling Duncan about my abilities to feel feelings. And uh, he was intrigued and scared, if I remember correctly. And then uh, a few weeks ago, we stumbled into each other on Clubhouse. And... uh, and he invited me on his podcast, and we had a just, I thought, Duncan, such an amazing conversation about the potential of media to infuse healing directly into people's hearts. And I felt we were doing some of that work together. And I invited Duncan to join me on Clubhouse, and I'm so glad to see you or hear you again, Duncan. Um, he needs no introduction. He is a like a pioneer at the intersection of podcasting, spirituality, and play. Um, among other things, he's also freaking hilarious, and I so enjoyed talking to you uh, last week. Duncan, welcome, my friends. Yeah, Duncan, go ahead and unmute yourself, man, if you can there. And <laughs> just give us a quick hello. Let's make sure you're... Working on the tech side, I see you there. And um, just try your mic. Let me see if I can unmute you. I can't unmute you. You got to unmute yourself. Ah, I did it. You did it. <laughs> that was the most terrifying few seconds of my life. I was like scrambling around. Clo- I haven't been on here enough. I'm a neophyte. Oh, Thanks awesome. for that intro, David. That's so sweet. I, I, it was such a great podcast chatting with you. I, um, it was first. I don't know. The reason I was scared is because like I, I get nervous about um clairvoyance mm. for some reason you know like because that's like well what if they're not clairvoyance and they're just super charismatic and then they say some creepy thing to you about something like a, that they see in you that you don't see in yourself and then you're gonna get you know freaked out for uh, that's the kind of thing that can send me on a spiral but um i just had misinterpreted 
your abilities and what an empath was, which was cleared up on our podcast. You're amazing and uh, definitely a healer. So thanks for that intro. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Hi, Melissa. Yeah, no, it's awesome having you here, man. Yeah, go ahead, Melissa. Say hey. Say hi. Hi, Duncan. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks. Yeah. That's awesome. So if this is your first time joining us here uh, in Club Pod on Clubhouse, welcome. Uh, we do have kind of a 24-7 channel going here, and we're getting as close to that as we possibly can, where we're covering all the world of podcasts and podcast culture, the world of podcasting, the industry, everything, everything, everything going on in, the, in this land. So make sure you put your thumb on that little greenhouse and uh, join us in Club Pod if you're not yet a member. And, and we're definitely going to be bringing on all kinds of interesting folks here throughout 2021. And, uh, and Duncan, I have to be the first to admit, man, that um, once I started digging in and, and David was like, hey, let's let's hang out with Duncan here in Club Pod. I was like, um, okay, let me start digging in. I felt like a, an, an idiot too, because I'm even going to my Club Pod leadership team and I'm like, um, can you guys help me out? Like bring me up to speed. And they're all like, oh my God, you got Duncan Trussell coming on. I'm like, uh, oh my God, I'm, what rock have I been living under, man? So what a storied, interesting career with all sorts of twists and turns. And even in the, you know, the, oh my God, like even in the world of, uh, of MLM, can, can you give us a sense? Just how do you even describe yourself? Like, I'm just trying to put you in a box and I can't put you in a box, man. So how, how would you even describe yourself in this moment? If somebody said, hey, Dave, Duncan, what the hell do you do? Um, well, I mean, you know, to address the first uh, thing you mentioned there, which is, this like it's a it's an odd thing when people apologize or like you have a sense of like I don't know who you are, but I think that is kind of the cool reality that we're living in now is like, you know, we've all branched off and tunneled off into our own little microverses here. So there really there wouldn't be much of a reason you might have. I mean, I've got a, a, um, a, a animated series based on my podcast on on Netflix. Yeah, uh, but then I wouldn't consider myself an animator. You know, and then, but I do stand up comedy, but you know, I've got imposter syndrome pretty bad in that regard. So I don't know if I'm a comedian. And then, like, well, I podcast, but then, like, I listen to like podcasts like My Favorite Murder that are like, and I'm like, that's podcasting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but don't you kind of feel like there's a, like, the moment you start putting yourself into a, a box, so to speak, it, that moment you, you cut yourself off from like, the reality of what it is to be a human right now, which is, you know, we're all kind of, uh, here's a horrible word that that you hear out in the industry that like they used to put it in the early, the early days of comedy when they couldn't say what you are, they'd call you a multi-hyphenate. Mm. It was one of the most depressing labels I could imagine, you know, cause it, yeah. it, it sounds like some, t- some like laboratory equipment or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what I, I mean. I don't know. So it's interesting, right? Tell you, man. No, I hear you. And there's a great quote from Oscar Wilde. And Oscar Wilde once said that if you know what you want to be, then you inevitably become it. That is your punishment. But if you never know, <laughs> then you can be anything. And there is a truth to that. We are not nouns. We are verbs. I am not a thing, an actor, a writer. I'm a person who does things. I write, I act, and I never know what I'm going to do next. I think you can be imprisoned if you think of yourself as a noun. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you start, be, you know, trying to be that thing or start overexerting to make sure people like that you live up to what in your mind or other people's expectations for whatever the particular label is. Now that's an important thing. 
yeah. in certain fields. Yeah. I don't want my surgeon to be like, hey, I'm not really sure uh, if I'm a surgeon, you know, I mean, there's good surgeons out there, but I, I wing it a lot of the time, fuck yeah. that, or my airplane pilot, for example. But, um, I, you know, I didn't verify this. I, I had this wonderful conversation with someone about Buckminster Fuller, and mm. he was making some, he was talking about like pirates, like the history of pirates, how pirates were like, had to be good at everything, you know? Like they were politicians, they were sailors, they were warriors. A lot of them were artists, you know, or, or poets, explorers. They, you know, that they, that that was. It's kind of like a and because of weirdly, like American history apparently has a lot, some of its roots in piracy. Uh, it's it's almost an American thing to let yourself be good or attempt to be good at more than one thing and not to think not to hierarchize those things either like that's the idea that um shows up in buddhism which is what you should do is fully be in the moment of whatever it is that you're doing yeah yeah no i love that and so here's the thing if you guys are just joining us here on club pod for the first time we will open this up for questions and give you guys the opportunity to connect with uh with duncan here i've definitely got some questions i know melissa you have a question or two as well and then the club pod uh, leadership team had a few questions for you as well that we'll that we'll throw out at you, but definitely uh, feel free to raise your hand. We'll bring some people up. One of the things that we like to do here in Club Pod is um, we we love it's not mandatory, but we love to kind of reward those, so to speak, those who show some love to the club by changing over their club um, their profile picture to represent Club Pod while you're here. So if you can do that, that would be awesome. Just change over your profile pic, show some love for the club while you're here. Those are the first people that we'll bring up. Uh, again, not mandatory, but we love when you do it out of the pool to refresh. Duncan, have you done the PTR here on Clubhouse? Do you even know what PTR is yet? Have you been caught up on that lingo? No, this yeah. is, the, I think, the fourth time I've been on Clubhouse. All right, sweet, man. So take your take your thumb and just kind of drag it down on the screen, and then you'll see like that little spinny. And when it spins, you'll see how Melissa changed over her image to Club Pod. Do you see how it did that? Let's see if, you've, if you can uh, make that work for you there. Just take your thumb, pull it down, and then it'll kind of do like a reset. Anyway, you'll see how some of the people start to do it, and that's what we're going to be looking for here when we start bringing folks up uh, for their for their photos. Let me let me ask you a question, Duncan, because you know one of the things that is, of course, near and dear to my heart as the uh, as the founder here and creator of Club Pod, and I don't know if you know this or not, Duncan, but I'm also the uh, the founder and uh, editor, publisher, editor in chief, etc., of uh, Podcast Magazine, and so we started Podcast Magazine about a year and then a couple months ago or so. First of all, have you seen the magazine? Is that something you've seen? No, man. I just had another kid. There was a pandemic. <laughs> I'm so not like, where is it? I don't know. I know. No, all I right. Haven't, I haven't seen the magazine. I've I've got like a, uh, yeah. I have. I'm not. It's like when my friends who are like uh, audiophiles or like ask me what kind of music I like. I, I you know, I've been listening to Grateful Dead since the <laughs> late eighties, man. Can we, can, can so we do I a know, rendition I of, I don't know about the magazine. That's cool though, that you have a podcast magazine. Sweet, man. Now we'll have to get you in there. We'll have to sit down for that. And, and before you go, we're, you and I are going to have to do a rendition of fire on the mountain. Can we just do that please once before you leave? Is that fire, um, fire, fire on, on the, the mountain. mountain? Exactly. Mm. Fire. Exactly. Fire on. Thank you for that. All right. David, what about David? David's just hanging out with us. You're talking to me. I'm a yappy podcaster. (laughs) We have an authentic (laughs) empath who, when I did a podcast with him, I could feel it. Like, I'm in other people who listen to it. 
because I wasn't, you know, I, I'm so prone to the placebo effect. Like mm. I just got my vax and I was watching someone get the shot before I got it in my arm started hurting <laughs> before you even got like and i hadn't even gotten it yet and i was already getting like side effects just from watching to start yeah to um, start sneezing but, you know so i was you know when i was experiencing this like wild beautiful like connection with david I, I was like well you also you know you this this could just be maybe you're it's because you're high but as it turns out, other people who listen reported the same thing, which I think that's why David wanted to call talk about like the possibility of like healing mm. the like it, yeah. which you know to me when I hear a thing like that, there's a moment of like oh he I don't want to talk about healing it makes you sound you know uh, I'm not I don't know who I think I am but for whatever reason it wouldn't be a healer. Yeah. But that being said, we did have this great conversation about podcasting as a medium for like positive transformation in the world. Yeah. Dave, where you at, buddy? Let's uh what 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 David, what are you feeling in this moment about our conversation? Like um I'm pretty patient and chill and enjoying it. <laughs> and then and then there's this other feeling too simultaneously it's rising up. <laughs> like it has the quality of determination. And let's ex an let's explore that, David. Yeah, let's explore that. Yeah. Tell me more. So, well, there's a, there's a desire in me to really, I wouldn't say quite get a point across, but something subtler and deeper than getting a point across. And that's to maybe offer an invitation to a way of looking at things that Duncan and I played with on the podcast, which parentheses you can all listen to. It's on Duncan's website among a million other places. And the invitation is to, if you have a microphone and you have an audience, to be with the possibility that something can be transmitted through that microphone and into your audience that will bring about genuine healing, or at the very least, like the opportunity or the space for genuine healing within them. And you don't have to do it deliberately and consciously. You don't have to be like, I'm gonna to try to bring healing to my audience. Though if that's your jam, that's freaking awesome and I support you in that. But if you're holding that idea with yourself, as you get on that microphone, then that healing energy will start to flow through. And what, what Duncan and I did, I think effectively on that podcast was open up that portal. And I know it because I got maybe 50 messages from people who felt it and communicated it. It's hard to put into words, but I guess since we're a bunch of podcasters and talkers, we've got the best shot at it. But there's something that is magical that is possible through media and podcasting that we're only scratching the sur surface of. So that's, yeah. that was my agenda. No, I love that, man. And so talk to us then about, because obviously we, we're having conversations here on Clubhouse and there's a lot to be said for the future of audio, specifically the future of social audio. How in your mind can social audio then, in, in this case, Clubhouse specifically help to support that sort of movement or those sort of initiatives? I like the practical nature of your question, but it starts one level before you get practical. It's it's amazing if we can just own the responsibility we have as communicators. 
if we can acknowledge that the energy that we're holding gets transmitted and genuinely affects people, if we become conscious of that and take responsibility for that, that's the first step. So Clubhouse as a platform plays with taking responsibility for that, but they try to be agnostic. Uh, whatever people want is good. That's certainly true of most social media platforms, right? Like if people want it, if they put their attention on it, it's good. And that's not true. We know that that's not true. There are a lot of things people want that are quite toxic for them. And so as we have platforms to communicate, can we take into consideration the effect of our state of being on the people who are listening? That's the first step. And then the second step is for, um, for rational-minded folks who are just starting to open up to this, can you invite more of it on? Can you be more open to healers and people you might have been closed off to? Can you create more space for artists? Can you create more space for people who have those gifts and offer your microphone to them? That's yeah. what I No, it's beautiful. Really, really, really beautiful. I appreciate that. And it's, you know, it's really interesting. And I can see how you and Duncan must have had an incredible conversation. I started to listen to and I got through about the first half hour and I was like, oh my God, I got to get to the rest of this. And I wasn't able to get back to it, man. So I'm going to definitely make sure I get back to the rest of that interview, man, because it's, uh, it's just an interesting dynamic between the two of you guys and just such a, a storied, interesting uh, perspective on, on the power of, of voice and the power of connection and the power of you know, a spoken word landing in, in, in someone's ears and how they can process that and, and literally how that word can change their life. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, most interesting conversations that I had here on Clubhouse took place within the first couple of weeks. I met a guy by the name of Patrick Johnson, uh, just an awesome, awesome, I mean, just an incredible human being. He lost a tremendous amount of weight and has um, making it his life's work to really help others just understand that they can do anything they want to do. And he was talking about the word um, uh, spell uh, in terms of the spelling, right? And how when you think about words, we, we spell these words and that ultimately the word spelling, you know, the derivative of that is the word spell and how literally the words that we use cast a spell on ourselves as well as others. So it was just a really interesting definition. And I'm sitting here going, I'm 51 years old. And like I never thought of the word spelling in that way that the the words literally are by definition spells. And so I'm going, oh my God, like how how did I go my entire life without recognizing that you are in fact casting a spell either over yourself by the words that you use in your mind when you are not speaking, and then over others potentially when you put those words forth to the world. And so, David, can let me, I, please, Duncan, yeah, please. So this, I remember when I realized how amazing it is that we call like words like fuck curse words, you know, like, wait, that you mean like curse, like you'd be like when you're casting a spell at someone, you're cursing them. And mm. I think that, oh, my God, I didn't me, realize like, that either. Isn't that weird? That's how like rooted <laughs> in magic we are. And. And an and acknowledgement in our in our language of the power of language itself, and you know you can kind of like understand a thing by looking at its opposite a lot of the times. And if you look at uh, what people are monetizing out there, it's 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 cursing. So not literally like saying like fuck over and over again, but if you watch any pundit, 
who's got a, a platform on like you know, mainstream news, for example, what you're watching is like a kind of linguistic uh, high priest or priestess doing an incantation, which they're calling their like opening rant. But if within that opening rant is fear, you know, which is usually what it is. It's just like fear is like a liquid that they're pouring into the sort of ice cube tray of their words. And then that's activating people's amygdalas. And it's like getting you high as a kite mm. on fear, which is there's something powerful and exciting and attractive, but ultimately completely destructive. And um, I think Clubhouse, all the various forms of social media, suddenly we're getting to uh, witness the possibility of putting something other than fear, aggression, and all the stuff that from an, I think where our DNA has trained us to be so tuned into because it keeps us alive, which is why it makes money for a lot of these people, you know, which is why um, there, I, I think there is so much instability and division in the world is not necessarily because human beings are like so different from each other philosophically that we can't really get along, but that we have a few very powerful magicians who are like getting in front of a camera on things like Fox News and doing these paranoid incantations that are infecting the planet. Mm. And uh, the, the, the internet, I think, it acts as a kind of amplifier of this energy that David is talking about, but he's the opposite of that, yeah. uh, which is like, if we can like, you know, destabilize um, aspects of society just by repetitively saying things that are half-truths or uh, truths, but the truths have been injected with our particular, like, anger, then the opposite of that must also be as possible, which is maybe there's a way to inject love in a non-cheesy, you know, crystal-gazing way into the world of the internet, which is uh, an, uh, one of the most powerful linguistic amplification devices that I'm aware of in human history, then uh, from that, there really could be the possibility of a, of a radical transformation uh, in society, I would say. Duncan, music to my ears. I would love for you to share any of the feedback you've gotten that speaks to that possibility, either from our podcast, which would tickle my ego, but it can be from any of the work that you've put out there. How have you started to feel that transformational effect in your work or in the work we did together? Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, not to sound, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything. please. Oh God. You know what? I'll tell you this. Um, that a lot of a lot of us who, and I'm sure every single one of us, any one of y'all listening, anyone who has a podcast, from time to time, you probably people reach out and express to you some version of, I was going to kill myself, mm. and whenever someone says that to me, it makes me think of when I was going to kill myself, when I was like laying in a stinky apartment, is hyper depressed, completely confused, disconnected from the world, chomping like painkillers and listening to Elliot Smith and somehow imagining that that like made me an artist. You know what I mean? Like, it's like people who think that they're like a Southern writer just because they drink like a Southern writer or whatever. But I, um, and then I just started listening to like Ram Dass 
black shirts. And uh, somehow it was like he he was like not just like his way of explaining things wasn't judging where I was at or making me feel guilty or like a failure or a loser or something like that. But it was helping me see that I was just where I needed to be as depraved as it, as it may be, not in the sense that I should stay there, but that you can start where you're at. And so I would say that that was a version of um, my life being saved by um, a, a beautiful ph philosophy and a take on the world that I hadn't quite heard articulated in, in that way. So I would rather just use my, myself as an example of having received a kind of... Um, uh, transmission that seemed to be uh, more potent than you would imagine just listening to an audiobook or, or a lecture from a long time ago should be. So, yeah, I, you know, I think it's really important for every single one of us to, to, re to realize like this, a lot of people use, um, and a really important argument right now coming up is, is about censorship and freedom of speech. And I don't know the answers to, to any of that, but I listen to all sides very closely as a comedian. Obviously, freedom of speech is like one of the most important aspects of that particular craft and so many others. But sometimes it feels like people are downplaying what we're dealing with here, mm. because this isn't like someone in the park with a megaphone. That's not what this is. This is something that uh that is acting as a kind of more of like a, a a nuclear powered megaphone you know the 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 ability to create a meme that has within it some like complete lie and that's an easy thing to do i think i you know that you just get a picture of buddha and you write anything under it with a quote and put it up and people just will assume that's real. Mm -hmm. And it spreads like wildfire. And all of a sudden we're getting these kinds of like psychic contagions that are being amplified and added to and then amplified even more. And it's so I think it's just important to recognize it's not a megaphone in the park. This is uh, more like, you know, the, the splitting the atom. And it hasn't been around that long. And we're seeing what happens when it's used irresponsibly. You know, we're seeing what happens. It's people are blowing their fuses, man. And that's, you know, that we can't pretend that that's not happening. The whole QAnon thing, yeah. you know, like people's families falling apart, people losing their jobs, people being completely like taken over and possessed by a, a wild kind of madness that is happening because of an intentional dark use of this very powerful technology. So yeah. again, if that's possible, the opposite must also be possible. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Appreciate the perspective on that. Let's, um, let's do this by the way, if you're, if you're, uh, man, I gotta tell you, I just, I want to try to get to as many people as I can. I see a lot of the hands raised. Let me just handle the hand raising here, guys. I'll bring folks up here. Uh, but definitely, I mean, I know I'm enjoying this conversation. If you're enjoying this conversation, just hit that plus sign. Let's get some other people in here and give them an opportunity to hear from Duncan and, uh, and David today. Uh, let's, Melissa, I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to ask your question first, and then we're going to drop down to Hillary. Uh, and thanks for all those uh, who are here showing some love to the club and, uh, and changing over the profile image again. 
Duncan, just as a little uh, side here, again, you can take your thumb, pull it down, you get that spinny thing, and then you can see that's called PTR, that's to pull to refresh. Uh, and you talk about spells, and you talk, and we were talking about this earlier, just in terms of spell. And by the way, how in the world did I not realize curse word actually means like throwing a curse on somebody? That's another thing. So thank you. Between you and, and Patrick, now I've got both sides of it, so I appreciate that. And interestingly enough, Patrick shows up like almost within, I don't know, like a, like a, a millisecond of my talking about him. And Patrick, uh, you, you're teaching me something new here, man, because... I see on your, so if you guys go down about eight rows right now, you'll see Patrick Johnson right there. He's got a little symbol bottom right, which looks like his hands, and it looks like he's applauding. Patrick, you're going to have to show me what that is, man. I think you just, is that a new feature that we just got up here on Clubhouse so you can applaud people? Because that is a new one by me, man. You're going to show me something else again here, so I'm going to have to learn that one from you. But Melissa, uh, why don't you fire away with your question, and then we'll get to Hillary. And David, of course, at any time, man, here, it's your, you know, it's your platform with, with, uh, with Duncan. So Duncan, chime in, David, chime in, do whatever you guys need to do. But uh, let's try to get to as many people as we can here. Please, Melissa. Thank you, Steve. So Duncan, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and I'm going to take it way back for, for you. Um, you are the talent coordinator at the Comedy Store. And I'm just curious what it was like dealing with all the different comics and their egos and their personalities and, and you essentially, you know, being the talent coordinator, what was that like for you? Did you enjoy that um, responsibility? Well, you know, it, that, that was when Mitzi, the owner of the club was fully in, in control of the club. So even though the name talent coordinator was there, I think it's, it would be more like executive assistant would probably be the, honest title in the sense that I wasn't doing the lineups. I wasn't deciding who went on stage or who, who didn't go on stage. Thank God, because that's no, that's just, you know, comedy clubs, they, be, they become these little islands that, that where like, it's just amazing the amount of power, you know, bookers at popular clubs end up wielding and it, and it hurts them. It really does. Like they, most, most people running comedy clubs, they, they're doing it because they love comedy. But just, you know, there's only a certain number of spots per night. And uh, comedians are artists and, you know, and they get and they can get really like their feelings can get hurt. They feel like you hate them or something like that. And you can accidentally just create enemies, which is, you know, a really it's a difficult job to book a comedy club. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I got lucky just because I was just doing what she said for real meaning and and when i got the job uh the person who convinced me to do it for better or for worse is this wonderful comedian called freddie soto who has since left the planet but uh i remember he after he realized it was going to happen said to me our job is to keep people in the business not kick them out and he really like helped me understand because at that time i was I don't even know if I was, I was barely doing stand-up comedy. And so I didn't really understand like the, the, how hard these comedians had worked to get to the point where they could do stand-up at the comedy store. And he really wanted to make sure that I wouldn't either intentionally or accidentally, you know, ruin someone's career arc by saying the wrong thing to Mitzi, which could happen. And, you know, I would get calls from comics who hadn't gotten the spot they wanted that week. And they were like drunk or high or something. And they would say, Duncan, I want you to write this down. I remember one comic telling me, 
write this down. I want you to call Mitzi and tell her that she is the biggest cunt that has ever lived in Hollywood. And of course I didn't write it down. And of course I didn't tell her that because I knew the comic was mad and I knew he was funny. And I knew that if I were to do that, he would be, you know, he wouldn't, it would ruin him at least at that club. And so, you know, I, I, uh, it was interesting because I, I, uh, it was an interesting thing to work with a lot of self-destructive impulses coming from very, very funny people. But I also learned a lot about just like the, you know, inner workings of a comedy club. Yeah. Must have been some crazy days, I'm sure. And uh, and and you actually have had the chance to connect with, speaking of podcasts and podcasts to heal the world. And David, I'd be curious on your take on this, just as we continue sort of down the, the, the comedy path, if you will. You know, Joe Rogan obviously has, I mean, he's got more influence now than perhaps almost anyone on the planet. And you've been a guest on, on his show a couple of times. Um, you know, of course, we'd love to have him in Club Pod if you can make that happen, Duncan. We won't, we won't, you know, turn that one away. But I'm just curious, man, like what what is your take in, in terms of how the, 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 and you look at Mark Marin and you look at some of the others, you know, who've done Whitney Cummings and so on and so forth, who've done really well with, the, with their podcasts and all. I'm just curious where you see the intersection of comedy and, and podcasts. And, you know, to, to, to David's point here, are they doing what they should be doing in terms of using that megaphone, using that microphone, using that platform? to really heal the world or are they doing us a disservice in, in, in some measure? Well, I mean, I think the, there's something that uh, Ram Dass's guru said, which I love a lot. And I refer to it a lot. And I think about it a lot. And I get confused by it a lot, which is love everyone and tell the truth. And um, so I, 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 I try to go off of that. Like, I, I don't understand that from myself. So there's just no way that I can make a, <laughs> like say whether people are doing what they should be doing or not. I think one thing is inarguable about all those podcasters you you mentioned is that their in, their podcast is successful because it's it's really entertaining, you know. And 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 as, and I think that was one of the things Mitzi was like the the whole school of thought uh, uh, at the comedy store, or that that she really like uh, leaned into is that that. The idea is to be yourself. You know, that's on the that's like when you come into the original room right above the right above the um, door for the open mic. It says for three minutes not to be funny, but to be yourself. Mm. And, you know, once I had a long time ago, I had Dan Harmon on my podcast and he said a version of that, which is like, you know, if you're being honest, if you're being honest and someone doesn't like you, then it's like they don't, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm like misquoting him, but he, he says it's like, they don't, they're, it's like they're mad at like weather. You know yeah. what I mean? If someone doesn't like yeah. you and you're as much as you can being your authentic self, uh, then, I mean, well, there's really not much you could do about that, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. it, but as far as like a, a comedy and podcasting goes together, like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it, it's 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 a wonderful tool, and it's like a way for comics to uh, to to get their voices out there to promote their shows. You know, it's a mm -hmm. it's and also to sort of like hopefully 
help them develop another part of their brain. But it's not the same, obviously, as stand-up comedy. Nothing, I, I don't know of anything as of yet online that could possibly replicate standing in a room with a microphone in front of like people oh doing God. jokes. I've often said that's going to be the hardest job in the world. I mean, there's nothing harder than just standing there with your, with the microphone in your voice and trying to entertain a room full of people. I, I can't just, that's the hardest. Honestly, that's the hardest job in the world. I, well, don't send the hate mail. I'm not saying there aren't harder jobs, but I'm saying in terms of doing it well, that's that's at the top of the list for sure. Let's um let's give Hillary an opportunity to ask. Thanks, Melissa, for the question. Uh, yeah, David, please. For one yeah, yeah, please. No problem. Please. And then, and then excited to hear Hillary and whoever else uh, has a question. I think just to make Duncan's point in my uh, in my way, if you have a microphone, it's not so much that I'm asking you to consciously bring healing into the world if that's not your jam. But I would ask you to consciously consider whether you are speaking your truth, whether what you're saying feels true to you, whether what you are asking is coming from real curiosity. And those of us who communicate for a living often step over ourselves to say what we think will work or to ask what we think is the right thing at the expense of some sense that it isn't really us. And that's normal, and we all do that, and we're all incentivized to do that on social media, and we should forgive ourselves for doing it. But as much as we can, if we can come back to, is this something that is true to me? Is this something I'm genuinely curious about? Does this live in me for real? That's such a good place to come from. And then if you have um, power over some kind of broadcast medium, that's a good standard, I think, to judge the people who you're giving space to. Uh, we don't yeah. need more phonies uh, casting spells. We need more people speaking their truth. Now, I happen to speak it in a more sincere and less funny way than Duncan, which makes me uh, less entertaining, unfortunately. So by all means, prioritize entertainment over sincerity because people need to connect with what's happening. But at the same time, uh, authenticity is so central to healing and connection and to the work that podcasters are doing. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, David. Hillary, question for Duncan or David? Well, Jesus, that's a lot of pressure. Thanks, um, David. <laughs> <You're proud. laughs> I mean, I'm already nervous enough to be on here. <clears throat> Obviously, excuse me. Oh, I just lost my voice, of course. Of course you um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, no, I'm brand new to Clubhouse, and I'm absolutely just thrilled to even be on the stage right now with welcome, a little party welcome. hat. Um, I am a podcast junkie, um, and Duncan... Um, I heard you first on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. I think it was the last one he did in Austin. It was like five hours long. It was hilarious. I really want your jacket. <laughs> That's the one you guys had. The, the ghillie you know, suit, the camo suit. Yeah, all of them. Yes, yes. It was just, you guys were like, it had me. I literally, I think I listened to it probably once in a, one and a half times. But anyway, wow. I, I grew up in Charleston, um, and I think you're from Asheville or something. Something reminds me yeah. of, like, I used to hang out at Black Mountain Festival. I used to do the, you know, Boone, North Carolina. I went to Asheville boarding school. So I just feel like this East Coast, like, you've got the East Coast humor. Like, I feel like we might have been at some show together, like a festival at one time. Oh, but, thank you. Um, 
listening to your spiritual journey though like here's where i'm going to get sincere david i'll do my best melissa thank you steve so much you guys i'll do my best um but you know i also struggled with uh bad depression and a suicide attempt also just because a lifestyle of mine just got pretty heavy um i just couldn't handle it anymore and so finally hitting a rock bottom i was able to find like a, a more of a purpose to my life um which is just absolutely sharing the energy that I feel like I've been blessed with, you know, which I think all people have. And to find a platform like you have, um, as far as reaching, I guess, millions of people, um, what was your burning bush moment? Like, not that kind of burning bush. Like, I'm not talking about that. Like, we should have gotten rid of that. But I'm talking <laughs> about, like, was it like a sudden, like, <laughs> sorry, spiritual kind of awakening? Or was it more of a oh my gosh, this is what I'm called to do because the message that you get across to me, like I'll be cutting my grass for hours and I'll listen to your podcast and, you know, Joe Rogan's podcast, like podcasts just in general. But the message that I get from you is just, just such a, you know, what did you say? The carbon molecules, like we're all this, these, you know, we're all just floating along in this experience and spiritual yeah. beings and stuff. And so just how did you know that, how, what was that experience like for you? Like, how did you know you were drawn to comedy? And then how did you know that, you know, you're going to do a podcast and here's the message you're going to put in the world? Because you literally, yeah. you make some of my days just filled with just peace. Got and it. so with that, I'll, I'll be quiet. Thanks. I appreciate you being here. I can't believe I'm speaking with Thanks, you. Thanks, Hillary. I'm going to mute before <laughs> I puke. Thank you. Mute before you puke. <laughs> That's a good one. That's so sweet, Hillary. You're so sweet. Thank you I so much. I love you. Oh, and congrats on your baby angel, too. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Thank that sweet you. Little thing. I heard the excitement in your voice. So thank gosh, you. You're so cool. I, I, I would love I wish that man, I, I some, you know, in like dark moments, I've actually thought maybe I should invent a, a burning bush moment. I mean, like, how cool would that be to have some divine appearance of the universe telling you to do something. I mean, what? You know, you wouldn't have to. Sounds like you, you got a burning bush moment shit. going on behind you right now. <laughs> Fire trucks. It's like, I don't know if, I think I must live like near like a pyromaniac or something because it's constant fire trucks. It's like a never ending parade. I mean, trucks. David did say words have meaning. So there you go. Oh burning my God. Bush. Oh my God. There but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I would love that, Hillary. What a joy that would be. And I've never, like, and I, I've often, like, tried to, like, think about, I, I think about, like, well, when, what was the moment where I decided to do this or that? The, the comedy moment was just the com comedian I mentioned before, Freddie Soto. There was a job at the comedy store called The Runner. And the, the, way that it was just, you would essentially, it was like you'd drive Mitzi around. It was, Mitzi was terrifying. You, you were, everyone was afraid of her. She was a guru of comedy and, and you know, you don't want to get too close to the fuck to the fire. Mm. And, but he convinced me to do, do the job by telling me Mitzi wanted me to do the job. And she only would want people that she thought could be real comedians to drive her around. In retrospect, I'm, I'm pretty sure he needed a way to not do the job anymore without pissing off Mitzi. <laughs> so he invented that story, I think. But uh, the, the moment with comedy was because I was just in L.A. to have fun for a few years. I was going to go to graduate school and study psychology um, to continue to study psychology. And he I'd been making him laugh for real. And that to me was the coolest thing ever to make an, a comedian that I'd seen on stage just killing 
night after night authentically laugh was a, was a thrill. And like, I, I remember I was putting gas into the comedy store van and he had this serious moment with me. He's like, Duncan, you want to go? Listen, if you, if maybe if you work on comedy for as long as you're going to go to graduate school, I think you could, you could actually make a career out of this. And I, I trusted him at that point to not, I knew he meant it. Um, and so that was where I was like, you know what, why not? I'll give it a shot. Maybe, maybe if, if he really believes that and, and maybe I'll try it, maybe I'll take it seriously with podcasting. What happened is years and years and years ago, I was doing a podcast with Natasha Legero and called the lavender hour. And, you know, this is like when this, this was when you still had to explain to someone what it meant when you invited them on a podcast. And it, when it was still, people I think were still listening to them on iPods, you know, and uh, we'd been doing it for a little bit. And I got a call from Marshall Childs, who runs a club in Atlanta called The Laughing Skull, just out of the blue. And he said to me, Duncan, you know, podcasts are going to be in cars pretty soon. Like people will listen to them in cars mm. and it's going to be a big thing. And I really like your podcast. I think you should take it more seriously and do it regularly. Um, and and because we had been doing it in a kind of meandering, sloppy way. And so that inspired us. And I think we, we started doing it more diligently And the Lavender Hour got something of a following. And then Natasha and I, well, we're not together anymore. So the podcast kind of ended there. But that's when I started the DTFH. And I, I think I, I got really lucky because I got in in the in the super early days of of podcasting when it uh, was you know a little more uh, novel than it is now. So that that was my moment with that. But as far as like some spiritual epiphanous moment, I, I, I'm I've had a, a few of them, but I, I I'm not sure if I've necessarily had as of yet. Mm -hmm. The Lord has not spoken to me through any kind of burning shrubbery, but I'm always on the lookout for <laughs> that. Uh, thanks, Hillary. That is awesome. And can I just ask, how do you get those kids to sing in the beginning, your welcome, welcome song? Who are those kids? I always want to know that. <laughs> I sing to it. How did you get them it's to the record Jim that? Jones family choir. There you go. How many are there in there? Like I don't 20? know. It's the, it's the, it's the Jim, jo Jim it's the Jones. Jim Jones. Okay. Look at look them up. Pretty great band. Right now. You guys, thank you so much. I Thanks, won't take Hillary. any more time. Thank you, Duncan. All thank right, you. you're welcome. David, anything to to add before we I want to make sure we give you a, obviously the opportunity. Anything to add before we go to Doc? Not a thing. All right. That Doc, was great. Good, good, good. Doc, what's your uh, what's your Dr. J man? What's your question for Duncan? Wonderful. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh my question is uh well, let me do this in thirty seconds uh or less. Um in my work in theological anthropology the voice is connected to vocation or calling like voca uh and and we believe that discovery is actually voice activated in your story about discovering uh comedy duncan i'm i'm wondering if you would describe it as do you do you did you choose comedy or did comedy choose you and i'd like to know um how laughter or comedy has affected you personally that is it. Wow. That is cool. Thank you. Vogue. There's another one. Now we have a new one. We have Curse. 
and 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 now we've got vocal vocation that's so cool yeah you know that's you know mm. you made me remember that i did, see i was in la and i i um i had inherited ten thousand dollars from my grandmother and somehow i thought that was gonna last for a year in la and um which is just madness when i look back and like i was spending it on crate like vials of acid and synthesizers and like it just ran out and i remember somehow walking by the comedy store and i touched the building maybe this is the burning bush moment i touched the building and i got this weird feeling of like you should apply for a job there it like pulled at me it was weird it was strange so yeah you know, I, it's like that that building had its own gravitational field that did pull me into it. But, you know, I if only comedy chose me, you know, I mean, like that's comedy. I, maybe it did. But then it's just such a you know, you really have to um, with comedy. It's such a it, it's a it's a you learn to do comedy through failure. So whether it's chosen you or, or not, you, you have to choose to keep at it with with comedy um wow yeah so that's a beautiful idea though i love that idea that i think that's a lot that's a much smarter way of thinking of things is more like getting pulled into like riptides or something you know than like and i think that invites people to surrender more to where they're at which is beautiful really beautiful thanks for that i'll think about that for a long time that question yeah great question doc all right, let's give. Uh, is it fee or fay? I don't want to. There's. I've only got two two letters to work here with, and I feel like I can fuck it up. Is it fee or fay? <laughs> I mean, you can or call me fee fi. or fay. Just don't call me late for dinner. Um, but it is the proper pronunciation is fee. It's short for Felicia, uh, which most people have a tendency to not even spell my name or pronounce it right. So I just said fuck it. I'm going to shorten it. Just call. Just call me fee. fee. Um, <laughs> So, Duncan, I just want to tell you, I am, like, fangirling over you, like, hard. Like, my hands and my feet are sweating like crazy. And I hope I don't walk down the stairs, because if I do, I'm going to slip and fall and probably crack my head open. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. I think you're amazing. I have, I, I follow you on Instagram, and there's times where I have been sitting and trying to be within myself. And I often say, you know, sometimes it's better to laugh than it is to cry. Mm. And boy, I will tell you, there has been some moments where I've wanted to cry major tears and I just go to your Instagram page and I always Aww. find something that is humorous that just speaks to my soul. So I've been on this journey of purpose for all my life. I'm going to be 46 this year. Um, quickly, a little backstory about myself. I am a survivor of child molestation, sexual assault, domestic mm. abuse, uh, as well as suicide. I attempted suicide three times. And the last time I literally almost took myself out of this world. Um, and it was at that time that I, I had a moment within myself that was like, it's not my time to go. So I need to find what my purpose is. So fast forward to where I am today, my purpose and uh, the, the journey that I am on that I will be on until they put my, my body in a pink little casket and put me in the ground is mental health and the importance of mental health after trauma. So I decided that I was going to embark on this journey and create a podcast, which I'm working on creating my first episode. The name of my podcast is going to be called Healing Place. And it's going to be a place for not only myself to be able to heal, uh, but people 
people that have experienced traumatic experiences that have shaped them in some fashion or another. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to come there in a safe space, share what they their experiences have been, and then more importantly, heal themselves and so that they can go out into the world and they can heal somebody else because that's where I am. I'm on the other side of that journey of being in the most tragic parts of my life. Now mm. I'm in this space that I, I feel that I'm so fortunate to be in. And I just want to spread my love. I want to spread that healing across the world because at the when I was going through my darkest moments, I didn't have a support system there. I didn't have someone there to to hold my hand or smack me on the ass and go, hey, Fee, get out of get your head out of the dirt, put your big girl peenies on, and let's get out there and own it. And so now that I've accomplished that, I want to give that out to so many people because I think there's so many people out there that have had experiences such as myself. And they're just looking for someone to say, you know what, I get it. I understand. Let's walk this journey together. So I just wanted to say, Duncan, I love you. I will always love you. And anytime that I have a moment where I want to punch somebody in the face, I'm going to go back to your Instagram page and I'm going to look at something that gives me encouragement. Steve, Melissa, David, you guys are amazing. I'm so glad that I found Club Pod here on Clubhouse. And I apologize. My attack dog is barking in the background. She's got Napoleon syndrome. But she'll be okay. But I just want to say I love you guys so much. And uh, my name is Fee, and I'm done speaking. Fee, wow. Yeah, it's so cool. When I heard your voice, you have so much charisma just in your voice. It was so like your podcast is going to be so good. And I'm that's what we're talking about. Just that. That's it. You know, the, and, and there's people, there's this cynical thing that floats around where people say, there's enough podcasts already. I, to me, that's the most cynical misunderstanding of this medium. It's like saying there's, 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 there's enough, there's enough paper. We don't need any more writers or, mm. you know, it's like, this is a thing that is like, you belong here. And, 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 and that, that feeling that, that intention is so, powerful everyone heard it in your voice i heard it in your voice and um and and especially the the subject matter uh of of trauma it's you know this is the the, i mean that's the it's the place a lot of us just don't want to look that in the eye stuff that that has happened to us and uh so i think there's uh I, i think culturally there's so much talk uh, revolving around trauma, epigenetic trauma, all the, all, like all of it, all, all of it, the birth, birth trauma. And then the, what you experienced, you know, which is just, thank God you made it, you crossed the abyss as they say, yeah. thank God you did that. And thank God you had the strength to do that. Because you will, you will help, you will save people's lives. So what is it they say about David? I bet you know this. What is it they say about um, a shaman? Is a what do they say? Is a, a sick person who healed themselves? Is that what they say, David? If they say it, they're they're probably wrong. Because I know plenty of shamans who haven't totally healed themselves. Mm. But maybe what <laughs> maybe what you're maybe what you're looking for as a healer is somebody who healed themselves or something like it. I don't know what they say. It's just, yeah, some version of like, it's the idea of like, you know, when you cross paths with a person who has really, truly made it out of the pit, 
and they can look you in the eye and you see it and you know it and you feel it, then that can be enough to inspire you to not give up. And um, so, wow, cool. Yeah. It's really nice to meet you. I look forward to listening to your podcast feed. That's awesome. Duncan, I'm just... Oops, sorry. I just caught you right in the middle there because I was going over to Sam. Sorry about that. Just trying to get yeah. to as many people as possible. David, what were you going to add, please? Just just going to give some more positive encouragement to Faye, or Fee, Faye. Yeah. Is, um, Fee. 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 So uh, I, know, I know a fair amount about trauma, and we tend to think about trauma as happening to us as individuals. And so we tend to think about healing ourselves as individuals. And there's truth in that. We are traumatized individually, but we are also traumatized collectively. Mm. There are traumas that we are all working through together. And the, one of the powers of podcasting and media is that it can work to heal collective trauma in a way, for instance, that working one-on-one -on -one with a therapist cannot do. There's a shared field of healing possible through this medium that mm -hmm. we are just scratching the surface of and that Fee might be a, a pioneer of. So yeah. thank you, Fee. I'm just going to before I jump off that you guys are, the fact that you just said that, um, that just really gives me that energy, that charge that I need to go out there and rock it. And I'm going to go, go faint now, just so you guys know. All right. Wanted to give you that opportunity. Yeah. Duncan, what were you going to say there, my friend? Uh, sadly, I have a podcast scheduled yep. at one o'clock and I, yep. I have to jump. No worries. I just want to thank you and Melissa and, and David. Thanks for putting this together. What a this is this is like my first real experience on Clubhouse in in this way. Wow, this is so cool. Uh, thank you so much for letting me be part of your show, and thanks for uh, making this happen, David. My pleasure, buddy. Thank you. Uh, can we promote the episode we did briefly? You, can you do it for me? You're going to be better at it. Tell oh yeah, how sure. To uh, if you it's it if you go to Doug Trussell dot com it's the most recent episode uh you know it's on audio boom uh just click on it and it's it's right there for you, there you and go. um I, and all the links to find david are at duncantrussell.com too if you want to connect with him um thank you all so much i hope every thanks uh, for folks who came to listen to this and i hope you all have a really great weekend all right duncan thank you thank really you, appreciate buddy. you being here give duncan a quick follow before you guys go if you're not following him for sure and uh make sure you're following david and melissa and myself if you're not following me here put your thumb there up on that green little house at the top and uh, make sure you're following club pod and are part of what we're doing here as well david thanks so much for putting this together duncan really appreciate you i know you got to jump so let's make it official we'll talk to you guys next time here on reinvention radio take care everybody you Bye, just got listen, dismantled. See you later. See you later. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 